0: Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions.
1: Algar Productions. I'm James McGovern, and this is your SVN Newsbreak at noon. President Johnson took a break from reassuring the nation that the conflict in Vietnam was escalating in any meaningful way, to offer reassurance of a different kind.
0: Now, many in the press and many of my political rivals have raised the question of whether or not I know how to handle a beagle, that my practice of picking them up by their ears is somehow cruel. Well, my fellow Americans, rest assured, your commander-in-chief knows what he's doing. You hear that? He loves it. How could you tell me he doesn't love that?
1: And that's The State of Things for today, September 16th, 1966. There, Cronkite couldn't possibly have a problem with- What? He's on the phone now?
2: Son of a- Minions, lackeys, and assorted subordinates! The culmination of my fiendish plot is nigh! Once we harness the power of this ancient temple to destroy the space program, we can collect the ransom on behalf of the foreign powers, and then hold it right there. Judgmental. Who's going to make me hold it? You? You're just some sort of young child. I'm twelve,
3: and I am a fully accredited agent of the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the United States.
2: The minit m m u c. U.S.O. What a-, what
3: a terrible acronym. Yeah, we get that a lot. Anyway, I wouldn't throw a lot of stones from the particular glass house you live in,
2: Judge. What? What are you talking about?
3: Well, first of all, none of your henchmen even match. I guess those two are both wearing green, but he's in a deep jungle camouflage and this one's in kind of a sea green. I mean, how can you guys tell who's on your own team if you're in a big fight?
0: That actually has come up more than once, but we're all kind of scared to mention it. And
2: then there's your plan. It's got so many steps. We'll take so many steps over your face.
3: No, you won't. And anyway, where are you even supposed to be? I guess your name is kind of a pun because you're wearing a judge's robes, but where does that mental part come in?
0: Oh, he actually does have that part covered. Silence!
2: And tremble in terror at my utter mastery over the mental realm. What's... What are you doing? Just...
3: stay there and... Are you even... Oh, I see. Those small objects are floating around. Your telekin... Connect... Hey, get
2: those things out of my face! Aha! I will not! Now you're helpless as I engulf you in a cloud of... Pocket change. Mostly pennies.
3: Ugh, get them away. This is really annoying.
2: And now, while you're distracted, I will unleash my greatest weapon!
3: I was wondering what was in those cages. Oh, I see. You have some of those weird purple bats that are always chasing people around. Boy, you really just need to decide on a consistent motif.
2: Silence! You said that already. Once I dispose of you and my deadly scheme comes to fruition, I shall join the ranks of my fellow supercriminals in the global order of international thieves, evildoers, and rapscallions!
3: G-O-I-T-E-R. And you have the nerve to insult our acronym? Now, my
2: deadly chiropters! What's a chiropter? It means bat.
3: Oh, I've had enough of this! Robot! Come in, robot! Wait!
0: She has a wrist communicator. Why didn't one of you... I thought Sea Green over there was taking care of that. You fools! All clear.
3: There's my backup.
2: And I'm being lifted by a giant mechanical man while my henchmen scatter to the winds. That's... That's just great.
3: Save it for the judge. By which I mean the actual accredited judge who will be presiding over your trial. Because you're under arrest.
4: Affirmative.
3: Ah. We live in a
5: great, wide, wonderful, weird world. A place where magic is real and science is scrambling to keep up. someone has to protect us from those forces and from the sinister lot who would harness those forces for evil. That's where the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the U.S. comes in. Whether we're watching the skies for an alien invasion or double-checking under your bed for monsters, MUCUS are the torch that shines out in the darkness to light your path. And among our top torchbearers, quite possibly the tip-top of the list, is Agent Dotty. She's brave, intelligent, resourceful, and oh yes, she's 12 years old. Though I'm not sure why that's in any way relevant.
1: Today's episode, Invasion of the Dupletroids.
3: Okay, rocket car is secure, secret entrance to headquarters is reconcealed, time to get started on that trigonometry homework. Negative. Robot. Negative. Why are you fighting with the computer again?
1: Calculating? Stand by. Robot. Affirmative.
3: Well, knock it off. If this is anything like your last fight over whether punch cards are superior to magnetic tape, we're going to be here for... Horses. It's a transmission from Central Command. Must be the Major General. Horses. Don't try to get on my good side now, you. We'll talk about this later. This is Agent Dottie. Go ahead.
5: Ah, Dottie. Smashing work in the field. Simply
3: Thanks, ma'am. I couldn't have done it without the support of the intel division and my robot. Affirmative.
5: Now, now, there's no need for modesty. A good agent takes pride in a job well done. Yes, ma'am. Now I'm dreadfully sorry to spring another mission on you when you barely had time to settle in from your last one.
3: It's all right, ma'am. An MUCUS agent must be prepared to spring into action at a moment's notice.
5: Someone was paying attention during my commencement address. Good show, good show. Now, one of our scientists, a Professor Wissin Schaff, has reported an urgent matter that requires our immediate consideration.
3: I'm on my way, ma'am. Jolly
5: good. It's right comforting to know that this matter is in your capable hands. Happy hunting, Agent Dottie.
3: All right, you heard the Major General. We're off to the Florida Keys.
1: Affirmative.
3: Listen, Shaft. Hello?
2: What? Who's that? Oh, hello, little girl.
3: Agent Dottie of MUCUS. Reporting as ordered.
2: Ah, yes, of course. I did obviously know that.
3: What's with all the missiles? What are you shooting at?
2: Shooting at? Oh, well, uh, I see how you might think that. But I'm engaged in extremely important research. You see, my colleagues and I are testing the use of rocket-propelled projectiles. Missiles? If you insist. We're using them for any number of wider applications beyond the delivery of destructive force. Like what? Like what? What aren't they good for? At the moment, we're testing an advanced form of postal delivery.
3: Like sending letters to people?
2: That's right. And in at least 7% of cases, that correspondence reaches the intended recipients with minimal occurrences of injury or conflagration.
3: Are you saying conflagration instead of fire to conceal the fact that your research is kind of pointless? I'll
2: have you know it's extremely pointful.
3: Horses!
1: Exigency sensors engaged!
2: Incoming! Hit the deck! Oh. You see? We hadn't even factored in an extra person and a robot being on site, and the projectile still managed to miss all three of us.
3: What are the odds? Calculating. Stand by. No, no. Stand down. That was rhetorical.
2: My compatriot, Professor Shubb, sent a letter. Let's see. Dear Professor, it looks like you have visitors who are... Ow! 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 It burned up, didn't it? It, uh, it may have done. Before you could finish reading it. Well, that's why we're still in the research phase, isn't it? We're still working out the bugs.
3: I was led to understand that you had an emergency of some kind.
2: Emergency? Well, that doesn't sound like me. Oh, wait, yes, of course. The UFO. UFO? That stands for Unidentified Flying Object.
3: I know what it stands for. That was disbelief, not confusion.
2: My confederate, Dr. Forshung, over on one of the adjacent islands, saw it.
3: How many of you scientists are there down here?
2: Oh, the government seized the Florida Keys some time ago and put each one of us on our own island. For our own... something. Comfort?
3: Yeah, it was probably comfort.
2: Anyway, I haven't heard from Forshung in quite some time, since we each sent him a personalized message on his birthday. Come to think of it.
3: Via rocket, I would imagine?
2: Yes, but I don't see what that has to do with anything. Anyway, we took a consensus and none of us can account for the strange disc-shaped craft that he saw crash in the Bermuda Triangle a few days ago. So we figured someone should probably look into that.
3: And you didn't think sending a missile down there would get the job done? What?
2: No, don't be at... Uh, although, now that you mention it, we could fashion a sort of, uh, well...
3: There's no need for that. I'll take care of it. Just give me the last known coordinates of that UFO and then I'll be on my way.
2: Mm, better hurry along, then. Looks like several of my fellows have spotted you through their binoculars and have decided to send me a note asking what's up. Take cover!
0: Exigency sensors in...
3: Horses! That was insane! Calculating? There was a small craft down there, just like the professor said. And when I dove down there, it was swarming with henchmen of some kind. I managed to fight them off, but because we were all bundled in our scuba gear, there wasn't really much to hear. That's why I didn't call you over the radio. Anyway, I managed to chase them off. If you can activate your electromagnet, I think we can get a better look at what's down there.
1: Affirmative.
3: There we go, just a little more. Okay, set it down. Hmm, looks like one of those flying platforms that the higher end supervillains give to their henchmen. It's just a giant metal disc with controls that let you fly through the sky. There's not much else to it except, hey, shine your flashlight on this crumpled part, would ya?
4: Affirmative.
3: Thanks. Yeah, that looks like a glove compartment or something. If I can just find the pressure point... It should pop right open. This looks like some kind of coded message on MUCUS stationery. There's pages and pages of this stuff. And technical drawings. I don't know what all this means, but I think we know someone who might.
1: Nice try, Torquemada. But you didn't count on power... Now that he's taken care of, I can concentrate on that Roman... Oh, Agent Dottie. Hello?
3: Mr. Powerhouse, sir. Sorry I didn't mean to interrupt the big fight here between you and... Who's that?
1: Hi, Dottie. I'm Nero.
3: Is that the actual Roman Emperor Nero?
1: The very same. The Time Tyrant has summoned history's most evil men to assist him in conquering the Earth.
3: Horses!
1: Good thing I took care of Caligula before you showed up with that kind of talk. The Time Tyrant has gotten wise to my weaknesses, and has started setting up shop here in the Heartland, a thousand miles from either coast. Uh... You see, my power is derived from a freak accident at a hydroelectric plant. In order for me to keep my superhuman batteries charged, I need regular access to water. Why are you saying this out loud? All this fighting has left me weak. I'm not sure if- I'll
3: finish this guy off. You're just putting them in that cage over there, right?
1: Yes, I used my hydro strength to fashion that impregnable metal cage before my powers started to drain.
3: Okay, okay, okay. You just go have a little lie down and I'll handle this.
1: You're sure? It's just, I'd like to assist, but my powers... Go! Right. Powerhouse. house! I'm new to this time period, but is it common for people to just go around announcing their weaknesses?
3: No, it's really... QUIET, you! Robot!
1: Unhand me, you metal
2: monstrosity! Do you know who I am?
3: Are you okay?
1: Oh, sure. I'm fine. It's just that my water-based powers... Right,
3: I got that part. Was that the last of the evil historical figures?
1: I believe so, yes. The Time Tyrant escaped some time ago. Ha, ah, no pun intended, I assure you. And I'm not entirely sure how to send them all back to their respective historical eras.
3: I'm sure you'll figure something out. You're powerhouse, after all. Just,
1: uh... Let me, uh, catch my breath here. Now, what was it you needed?
3: Well, sir, I found these notes in a wrecked craft in the Bermuda Triangle. It looks like they're written in some kind of code. I think it's from back during the war, so it was kind of before my time.
1: Let's have a look at that. Hmm. Yes, I do recognize this. It's someone we all thought had met an untimely end in the war, actually. Agent Philip Malvado.
3: An M-U-C-U-S agent?
1: Used to be. But he got unsettlingly comfortable with the Nazis and their philosophies. It looks like he intends to build some kind of super weapon. I would advise investigating this location here, in the Amazon. Right. I'm on it. I'd come with you, but my powers...
3: No, you just stay here. I can handle this.
1: You sure? Because if I can make my way back to a major body of water, I could be up to full power and ready to go in 12 hours. 14, Tops.
3: I'm good, thanks.
1: Right. Good luck defeating that Nazi, then. Good kid.
3: Okay, according to these translated notes, Agent Malvado spent a considerable amount of time here in the Amazon among... Let's see. Dangerous savages. Well, that doesn't bode well.
1: Exigency sensors engaged.
3: Horses. You're not kidding. It's the savages. Savages? Us? I mean, aren't you? No. What a terrible thing. Sorry, I can't. I can't understand you with that big mask over your face. Oh, of course.
4: Sorry about that. There. Is that better? You're a woman! And so are you. Touché. So, as I was saying, we're not savages. Sure, we live in the jungle. It's quite hot and humid here, so we don't wear a lot of clothes. And we may not conform to your precise first-world definition of civilization, but we're actually a very complex hierarchical society. Also, we're a matriarchy. Which, unless things have changed since I heard last, puts us one up on your so-called more advanced cultures.
3: I'm on the trail of a very bad man. He's actually the one who referred to you as savages. I'm still very sorry about that, by the way.
4: We have a saying here, in the heart of the jungle. Oh? Yeah, it's a really long metaphor about canoes and crocodiles, and I just realized it does not translate like at all. Just forget about it. Your oversight is forgiven. How may we be of assistance?
3: Well... To these notes, the man I'm looking for came here a few years ago and eventually tricked you out of some kind of precious jewel made out of a rare element that he's using in his doomsday device.
4: No, that doesn't ring any bells.
3: It says the jewel was known locally as the glittering claw of the parrot god. (gasps) What? What did I say? Get up, you guys!
4: Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about now. That guy.
3: His name was Agent Malvado, if that helps.
4: Nah, he called himself by some other name in one of your strange tongues. Baron Minus? Convinced us, well, yeah, not all of us, but some of the more gullible among us. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Sorry. Yeah, so a small handful of our less intelligent folks started worshipping him like a god. They seemed genuinely surprised when he took off with the sacred relic and never came back. Horses! So, yeah, if you're trying to find this guy, and believe me, our best trackers were on the trail for months and came up empty, but if you manage to find him and he still has the glittering claw of the parrot god, could you maybe bring it back to us?
3: Absolutely! Come on, robot. Exigency sensors engaged.
4: I think your big metal man is otherwise engaged.
3: Exigency
1: sensors engaged.
4: With that massive python that's wrapped around him and trying to squeeze him to death.
3: Affirmative. He's always getting into messes like this.
4: We're, uh, pretty good with these big snakes, as you might expect, because we live here. So if you want us to maybe help...
3: That'd be great, thanks. Agent Donnie will be back right after these messages.
1: This, children, is a raccoon. Ricky the raccoon, to be exact. He hasn't had a bowl of delicious sugar crunch cereal for over three weeks.
4: I, I just got my 30-day chip, actually.
1: Of course, no one, be they human child or adorable cartoon raccoon, should be without delicious sugar crunch cereal.
5: Oh, oh no.
1: Because sugar crunch cereal is made with delicious Neckbolt Farms bat milk chocolate and sugar enriched for that extra oomph.
5: I I don't think I can control myself.
1: And you shouldn't have to try, Ricky. Just give in. Treat yourself.
5: I I really shouldn't.
1: Oh, go on. Nobody will know.
5: Hey, hey yeah. They, they won't know. Give me that box! I was only offering
1: you one ball. Give that back! Let me out! Oh, off. God, no, please. Give me, me that ball. I'm going it You're oh, oh.
3: oh, God! Oh. Oh. I We now return to Agent Dottie! Okay, we have a lot of different puzzle pieces here, and our best chance at assembling them is the computer. Negative. Figured you'd say that. Good thing you don't get a vote. Now, let's see. Agent Malvado, Nazis. Doomsday machines. a giant Amazonian jewel. Oh, and he's calling himself Baron Minus now. What do you make of all that, computer? What was that?
1: Calculating. Stand by.
3: Is somebody in the... That came from the atomic pile. Who is in here? Horses. It's the Major General. Ma'am, what...
1: Exigency sensors engaged.
3: Horses. Ma'am, it's me. It's Agent Dottie. It looks like she's trying to sabotage this. Oh, clear? What did you do? You didn't hurt her, did you? Negative. Well, what then? Did you chase her off?
1: Affirmative.
3: We've got to go after her. Come on. I just don't understand it. Why would the Major General try to wreck my headquarters and then shoot at me? And now, why is she leading us to the Antarctic? What's she? Horses!
1: Exigency sensors engaged.
3: Gee, you think? What tipped you off? The giant ice fortress?
1: Affirmative.
3: We've got to get you fitted with a sarcasm detector. Hmm. The Major General is entering through the front door, past all those henchmen. Say, they look just like the guys I fought with in the Bermuda Triangle earlier. I wonder if they're all working for that-
0: For Baron Minus. Yes, Agent Dottie, they Horses.
3: are. Horses! Where'd you- Wait, where are you?
0: Secure in my fortress, of course. I'm not just going to march out of the open where you can gun me down like a common criminal.
3: Okay, first of all, you are a common criminal. Second, what did you do to the Major General?
0: Oh, her. She was just the first in my mighty army of dupletroids.
3: Dupletroids?
0: That's right. Using complex principles of metamorality, my ultimate weapon creates a diametrically opposite copy of anyone I target. into. Those vicious henchmen who are ready to kill for me at a moment's notice were all upstanding citizens, taxpayers, voters, perfect Dupletroid And Now that I have you in my Dupatroid race sites, it's only a matter of time before you what you're retreating. I didn't realize U.C.U.S. was in the practice of enlisting cowards. But it matters not to Baron Minus. Flee, Agent Dottie. You're powerless to stop my mighty army of dupletroids. Powerless! You henchmen.
2: Yes, Baron, I am yours to command.
0: You don't need to say that every time. I'm well aware that you're mine to command. You're all mine to command.
2: Yes, Baron...
0: What is that alarm?
2: I'm not sure, Baron. It's been sounding for a while now, but I don't know how the machine works.
0: You don't know, but you're a radar technician.
2: Well, the thing is, I was a radar technician, but you created an opposite duplicate of me and... Duplatroid. Duplatroid, right. So now I'm the opposite of a radar technician, meaning I don't know how radar works at all.
0: I suppose your logic is sound. Just let me just have a look. Incoming! Massive craft approaching! Man the Dupletroid cannon! Direct hit, sir. Excellent. Whoever they are, they're on my side now. Think
3: again, Baron.
2: She's releasing a number of individuals from her craft. They're swarming the compound, sir. What? I I recognize it. Is that Ivan the Terrible?
3: Ivan the Wonderful, now that you've duplicated him. What madness is this? Over there, Benedict Arnold. You round up those underlings. Until the Huns got your back.
0: No! Defeated by history's greatest villains, the irony is too much. Curse you, Agent Dottie!
3: And that's how we shut down Baron Minus and his dupletroids.
0: Brilliant!
5: Absolutely brilliant! This is exactly the sort of clever business one likes to hear about from one's field agents. Real shame about that Agent Melvado, of course. But you're bound to get one or two bad eggs from time to time. As long as we have good eggs like you on our side to set them straight, the overall egg balance is in our favor. Yes, ma'am.
1: Negative. Negative. Negative.
5: What's that? Are you having some sort of trouble with your
3: robot? Oh, probably. Hang on a minute, please. I'm almost scared to ask, but what's going on over there?
1: Calculating? Stand by.
3: What are you. Oh. <laughs> Oh my. What's happened? Well, it looks like the robot was inspired by our recent adventure and tried to switch the computer into reverse mode. So? So, those two never get along. Only now that the computer's all switched around, it's in love. How do you mean? It's wrapped its mechanical arms around the robot and it's not letting him go. And I can't be sure, but I think I hear it trying to kiss him.
0: Horses.
5: Agent Dottie and the Invasion of the Dupletroids was written and directed by Ron Algar Watt. It featured Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Jason Wallace, Ron Algar Watt, and Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright
4: 2016.